This is Walter Dodds, retired CEO and chairman of the board for First Hawaiian Bank and Bank West Corporation. And then, why should, after being on this show and, and understanding what we're, we're doing, why, what advice would you give to other people why they should listen to Greater Good Radio? Well, I think to hear how others have done it, uh, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, anytime you can hear others, especially in your own community, uh, um, tell you how they've done it or how they haven't done it or what strengths and weaknesses they have, always, always helpful. You can never stop learning. Greater Good Radio. I use it as a rule of thumb that I'm trying to get about five times my money in three years or ten times my money in five years. Hi, we can design your home in one minute or less. Inspire. Inspire. If you are doing your passion on a daily basis, then you're never going to have to work a day in your life. Greater Good Radio, brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and today's show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking. Today's guest is Kevin Sipneski, president and CEO of Assist Guide, which is a pioneer in long-term care services and financing. Kevin's also on the board of directors for Hawaii Long-Term Care Association, Catholic Charities, and the Entrepreneur Foundation of Hawaii. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio... Kevin Sipneski. Thank you very much, Evan. Well, thanks Happy for to be here. Well, great, great. Can you tell us a little bit more about Assist Guide, how it got started, what it's all about? What, what do you guys actually do? Well, what, it, what Assist Guide really got started to do was to bring the information relative to long-term care and disability online so that people could access that information as these sorts of crises hit families and they have to deal with this None of us learn about long-term care issues or a disability ahead of time. This is something that usually hits a family. No one's done any work ahead of time, and all of a sudden we have to figure out what we need to do, where we need to go, and how do we contact the professionals and the, the people that are experts in this field to solve our, our problems, usually in a, in a very short time. Almost frame. like a crisis situation when it comes up, typically. Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's something most of us would prefer to avoid thinking about, much less do preparation for. So for the layman, someone who has no clue, what is long-term care? Well, long-term care is really assistance that you need when you need extra help doing things that you would take for granted, like bathing, dressing, getting around. Um, it can even go so far as to say when you're helping mom with uh, paying bills or doing shopping. I mean, those are considered, uh, you know, the, the outer boundaries of it. But really, if you think about it, if you can't bathe and dress yourselves, pay bills, do shopping, prepare food, you can't remain independent. And someone has to be helping you, if not every day, at least every week. And those are some issues that a lot of people in society have experienced. And as society changes with more and more people working, the family not living right next to us, it's a real crisis situation. So what kind of growth factors are in this type of uh, market? 
Well, I mean, the, the, the big growth factor that I think everyone can point to is the baby boomers. You know, there's going to be 76, 78 million people that are going to be going through this at some point in their life. Right now, most of us baby boomers are getting a glimpse of what this is like by going through it with our parents. Um, I've had it a, a lot of times in, in my family. I had it actually with my brother who was disabled from birth. Uh, but that is, you know, so it can happen at, at any age, but primarily this is an issue in, in abundance as we uh, live long and, and prosper. So how does Assist Guide actually solve these issues then? Well, what we've really done is we recognize that the experts that can help you solve these situations are out there. Uh, what we recognize as soon as we saw the Internet happening was, hey, here's the solution to be able to put information at people's fingertips uh, on the web relative to these issues. And it really started from, from that mentality uh, when we saw what was going on with the Internet. Uh, it was almost like a light went off, recognizing if you talk to most people in the long-term care and disability industry, what they'll tell you is, is that you know, the number one problem is information. You know, yes, there's a lack of financing for this this issue in America, um, but the first problem is information because if we're not aware of it, we don't have the information. Uh, we we can never even begin to think about financing. So there's there's a lot of issues that have to be handled, but it's really awareness, understanding, and and access to information and solutions and decision tools and things like that. Once once we do encounter it or see it on the horizon. So what is it that makes a SysGuide different than, let's say, another website that has information on long-term care? Well, what we started doing was we recognized that, uh, you know, back in the early days of the Internet, I mean, we started this, uh, you know, in, in some form or fashion, uh, toying with the idea back in, you know, 96, 97, 98. And we recognized that at that time what was getting uh, what was coming up on the Internet relative to uh, any information was the high-dollar stuff. Uh, people were spending 10 to, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on websites and web tools and things like that. And quite frankly, in the long-term care industry, no one's going to pay that kind of money, uh, by and large. I mean, there's a few, some of the, the more profit, uh, more profitable sectors of it. But by and large, your average nursing home, your home health care agency, or even in Hawaii, we have small family-operated care homes. Those people aren't going to pay tens of thousands of dollars for a website, but a website for them is is as important or more important than other businesses because you have to be able to reach to look at those facilities. You know, you're working full-time during the day. If you have to help mom and she lives in California, you know, how are you going to help her find services, find products, find homes or other things that she might need to get through this event? You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Kevin Sipneski, President and CEO of Assist Guide and Board Member of the Entrepreneurs Foundation of Hawaii. Our show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely loyal banking. So it's actually a, a conglomerate of other websites within your website, almost like a portal then. Well, it's a couple of different components that we've we've added to this to really try to solve the issue was... Um, portals don't work if the information isn't available online. So what we've done is 
for the first step in the the early days was we started building websites for the long-term care and disability industry. We most long-term care and disability websites uh, for providers in Hawaii that you see, if you look at the bottom, it says, you know, powered by or designed and maintained by assist guidance. So we started bringing that information up uh, one website at a time uh, in really launching that because if one provider has something, it doesn't help. But if 30, 40, 50% of the long-term care and disability providers in Hawaii have websites, hey, now we have a network. Now this can start making a difference for people. And our, our philosophy was, you know, it doesn't cost tens of thousands of dollars or in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars to bring up websites. Um, so we didn't need to charge that. And so ours was we'll charge something that they can afford to pay that in the long run we can make a good profit on. We're not going to get rich overnight, but that's not what this game is about. It's about making a difference uh, for people. And in the long run, if we make a, enough difference for enough people uh, and take care of our clients, we'll make money uh, and, and do just fine in the long run. And, and, and that's what we've done. And we started we started it in Hawaii, bringing up this information and then creating a, a, a portal around that. But we also started doing it in uh, Texas and Missouri and, you know, Nevada. We've now, you know, got uh, clients in 28 states uh, and continuing to grow and now doing more sophisticated things now that a lot of that's online and the things are they're brought up. Now it's looking at decision tools, connecting other people in the networks, and then building what you might call larger systems for employers because they're dealing with these issues at work connecting those people into the information, dealing with states and counties because a lot of people come to the states because the money flows through the state, uh, through the Medicaid system. So they're dealing with an influx of people, but their budgets aren't growing. So now we have to find a way to help more people through a very big personal and family and society issue on less money than we did before. And this is a, you know, the Internet's a great way to, to accomplish that. So you guys actually have a series of clients then. Your clients are actually the providers and then the other clients would be people needing the services. People need, those are users of yep. the systems we create is the consumers. We don't charge the consumers. Um, so the consumers are the end users of the systems we create. We build the web systems. We then also build the portals for employers because they're dealing with elder care. We build the portals for states and counties. We bring up a lot of the forms. The elect If you've ever gone through a long-term care event or tried to fill out state forms and Medicaid forms, you, you know how challenging that is. It's similar to doing your taxes um, and, about, and about as enjoyable. Uh, so what we've done is, is built uh, TurboTax-like systems that will walk people through filling out forms uh, within the industry and then save their information so that if they need to repopulate that form, which they do several months later, or repopulate a subsequent form uh, down the road, that's all there and they don't have to rekey and refill in the information. And then on the other side of it, the states and counties and and uh, providers getting that information electronically or typewritten if they're using a print system is much more efficient. So it's saving them money. It's enhancing the consumer side by making it easier. So there's it's essentially finding ways to do more with less uh, throughout the industry, which is what this industry needs. And then how, what prepared you for this? How did you get involved with this? How did the company start? Well, my background was actually in the long-term care uh, and benefits uh, side, in the insurance side, uh, working with corporate benefits for a company called Unum. 
You were in sales? I was, yeah, I, I handled the, the employee benefits uh, for Unum in, uh, in some areas in West Texas out of the Dallas office. Then I uh, took over, uh, was lucky enough to take over the Hawaii office when the gentleman here retired. Uh, and I'd, I lived in Hawaii as a child and always wanted to get back here and lived in, uh, on Kauai uh, during college and, and knew this was a great place to be and, and was willing to you know, take a pay cut to a move to a place that was more expensive. Uh, you know, so there's there's plenty of us here that, that have done that. So uh, nothing unique, but uh, it was a great opportunity for me. And at, and at that event, getting to move over here, I got to be involved with uh, a lot of the, the wonderful people at the legislature and in the trade organizations here and the real experts in the industry and got to learn so much from them uh, that it really made a difference when I when I decided to, to take the leap of faith and, and – uh, quit my real job to um, go out and, and try to bring up this information. Thank you, Kevin. We'll talk more about that after the break. Stay tuned for more on Sports Radio 1420. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. What does coaching have to do with running a business? Welcome to the Money Minute from Central Pacific Bank. Today we're talking with Sherry Lee, commercial banker. Whenever we hear the word coach... We usually think of the folks who teach our kids soccer or baseball or some other sport. But coaches aren't just for kids. There are business coaches out there who can help you guide your company. Like a soccer coach providing motivation to a team, a good business coach can energize you with new ideas and new growth strategies. That includes analyzing industry trends and developing your network of contacts. Most importantly, a business coach can provide you with an objective outside opinion free from the emotions that come with being an owner. Just like in sports, good coaching may be just what you need for your business to win consistently. Today's Money Minute is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, where you'll always find bankers that are fiercely loyal to you. Central Pacific Bank, member FDIC. This is Gail Jennings from HawaiiDiner.com and EverybodyEats.org. I read selectively all of the papers, but I tend to read more of the columns at Star Bulletin. A lot of it is I like Erica Engel. I like her column, The Buzz. I get good information from that. I like their coverage of the different issues. I like the Star Bulletin. Would you recommend other people to read Star Bulletin? Absolutely. I think we need to be as informed as possible. Star Bulletin. This is Jim Tollefson, President and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce of Hawaii. I definitely would recommend the Chamber of Commerce to others. The benefits are that you get to meet other businesses, you get to work together with other businesses, and help you improve your business to make more money to be successful. If you're not a member already, you can give me a call, 545-4300, extension 388. I invite you to join us in creating a better Hawaii, Hawaii that's better for us, for our children, and for the future.
We're back with Kevin Sipneski, President and CEO of Assist Guide. So, Kevin, before the break, we were talking about how you got started doing this type of a business. Do you think that you had made all those contacts with the legislature and all these other organizations because of your involvement being on the board uh, of the Hawaii Long-Term Care Association? Well, well, it was really um, that came after um, I I got involved uh, with the trade groups and the policy folks uh, more as participating in the debate on what was needed for long term care. So some of the uh, organizations that I'm a, a a member of today came after I really started this, but my relationships with the people and the leaders uh, that that really do the, the, the amazing work daily in this industry uh, was because I was involved, uh, you know, through, through my work at uh, Unum. And then when did you decide to make the leap? Did you start doing this business on the side part-time? Did you just quit and do it full-time? What, what happened? Right. Well, I, I had uh, the idea. I talked to some people about it. I, I was not a technical person uh, in my background, uh, I talked to some people in the in the technical area that knew a heck of a lot about this, and they said, yeah, "This is this is very possible, very doable." Uh, and then I took it out to you know some of the the folks that I knew in the industry that were doing the work, uh, and and showed it showed them the concept, uh, and, and they said, "Yeah, they they you know th- they would buy into something like that." And so I tried to uh, you know hire someone on and have them take the lead. Uh, and I would put in some nights and weekends, and, and they would take the the you know the the nine to five lead on this. Uh, that didn't work out as planned. Were they an employee or were they a partner? How, how would how did you guys do that? I, I would say a little bit of an employee, but more of a partner. Um, I mean, they were they were uh, someone that that I knew that was a friend that was a, a good salesperson, um, but it just didn't work out for he and his family at the time. Uh, you know, startups don't have a whole lot of money to pay people. Um, it, at that time, the corporate entity was was somewhat, you know, uh, fuzzy. Um, and you do the you make it's a startup right, I right? Mean, you make you the mistakes the- that that most people make. Uh, and that you know, had I had uh, a little more direction on the front end, maybe I would have made. But I think it was an important learning experience. What it it, it allowed me to see that yeah, there was momentum here there was a possibility here and if it was going to happen it was i was going to be needed to do it uh and how long did that period take uh, probably six months maybe a little longer but but probably i would say in the neighborhood of six so months were you dying in that six months i mean you're spending a lot of time on it where was it becoming physically it was working but not at the pace it needed to and it was you know, it was causing some issues because of, uh, you know, you, you can't, you just can't do take anything like this on halfway. Um, and so it needed someone to be, you know, full speed ahead on it. Now that, you know, someone could have been someone else, um, but it just didn't work out that way in, in this case. So did you, t- you consulted your wife, you decided over a long period of time, or was it just one day you said, you know what, this has to happen, I got to quit, and you just quit? No, uh, is a somewhat experienced married man. I definitely consulted my wife um, because she Smart was move. yeah she was taking the leap of faith um, actually as much or more more than I was because she wasn't in it day to day. She didn't see the traction. Um, she's more of a here and now person. 
uh, not a fantasy land person. Um, and the money's not exactly rolling in in the first six months, right? Yeah, no, no, no. The money's not rolling in for a long, long time after you start a business. And it takes it takes basically all of your money and all of your time, uh, which leaves very little for family. Um, and at that time, we didn't have a, a, a full family. I didn't have kids at that time. It was just my wife and I. But it, it you know, it really changed uh, our life dramatically. So what made you guys decide to go the route of a full-time entrepreneur where you knew it was going to cause you, you know, pain at home and in other areas instead of just saying forget it and stay in a long-term care industry as a salesperson? That's an interesting question. Uh, what I think it was the opportunity to create something for our own, uh, to create a... To, to make a bigger difference, you know, what I was doing uh, at the time, while I, I believe I was good at it, there were other people that could do that. I saw this as something that this is either going to happen or not going to happen with me. Um, and uh, and I think that was, was one of the drivers, being able to make a, a difference bigger than I could, you know, doing my previous job. And I think also, uh, you know, Restless feet, kind of the thing of I had done that job, I had been doing that for 10 years, and, you know, people, well, I don't want to say getting bored, because it wasn't bored, but you, you want a, a thirst for more, or you want more of a challenge, you want the next step, and uh, within that company, the next step would have been leaving Hawaii, and I, I was not ready to do that uh, at that time, and, and, and I also didn't want to just do you know, the same thing in a different location. So I was ready for the next step, and I think it was, and uh, in, in this was important to me to get something done and make a, a big difference that I didn't see someone else doing at the time. So this brings us to another point. Sometimes when we listen to these lecturers coming in from the mainland saying, in order for you to make it big, you need to leave Hawaii. Your company needs to pick up and go, and you can't do it here. You know, what's your take on that? Because obviously you guys are still here. And you travel a lot, which can't, you know, it, it, it's time consuming. It's it's not as easy if you were maybe in Arizona or West uh, West Coast, L.A. You know, what keeps you here? What's your view on something like that? Well, it, it really depends on the industry. I don't think there's a chance in heck I could have launched this anywhere else. Hawaii is, in, in what I was doing, and I think for a lot of people, is one of the best uh, proving grounds or you know trial uh, markets in the world because you have a, an incredibly diverse culture uh, of people. You have a real business epicenter here. You have a government epicenter here. You have a university here that we've done a lot of partnering with. Uh, you you can go from you know the 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 legislature over to the you know the Bishop Street boardrooms over to the university, you know, all in one day. There's not a whole lot of cities where you can do that and where it's still small enough that, you know, you can meet the people you need to meet. And so I think that that was a, a great opportunity for us. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Kevin Sipneski, President and CEO of Assist Guide, Inc., Kevin is on the board of directors for Hawaii Long-Term Care Association, Catholic Charities, and the Entrepreneurs Foundation of Hawaii. Our show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. 
fiercely loyal banking. So, Kevin, before the break, we were talking about establishing a company in Hawaii, running it successfully in Hawaii, and getting large and getting big. A company like Hoku Scientific could have been done anywhere. They did it here. So, what's your perspective uh, on that? Well, I think Hawaii is a great place to start a business. I think you can build a big business from here. I think depending on the business, um, there there might be some some very definitive advantages to having the business here. Uh, and and always stay here. I think other businesses there there are advantages to you know having uh, other locations as well. We've always had an office uh, in St. Louis. We've had uh, people in Texas. We've had people all over um, because you ha- you know to grow big you to some extent with some businesses you have to be where the where your clients are. Um, we're actually going to be opening an office in the Bay Area. Uh, here uh, within the next few months. So, you know, I think that, you know, that is an effort on our part to uh, continue to draw from the the Hawaii talent pool as we've been doing and building the office here. And we have a great tech team and and great great folks here. Uh, We've also built an office in the Midwest, and uh, we're looking to to bring on some of the the real Internet talent um, that you'll find in the Bay Area. So we're going to be opening an office there. Uh, and expanding there as well. So you're looking at just having uh, branch offices or regional offices um, throughout the United States. Are you guys looking international also? Uh, at this time, no. What we want to do, I mean, obviously international business is, is great business to have, but right now we need to execute within the U.S. before we uh, take on that next step. Okay. And then where does all this uh, Catholic Charities and Entrepreneurs Foundation of Hawaii, where, where do these organizations fit into your you know, your overall, I guess, purpose or, or what you're doing in, in terms of your business? Well, our, our business was always about uh, finding a way to help the most people through a very difficult issue in their life that um, I have been through repeatedly. And in fact, it's amazing how many people in our company, um, as we were going through, you know, tough times, great times, you know, middle of the road times, um, have always stayed with us, and one of the reasons why we're all still here and engaged in this is because we care about making a difference in this space. And um, an awful lot of people in our company have been through these kind of family events uh, or close to people that have been through these type of events. And it, it these you know, serving on these boards um, is these are the people really doing the work. I mean, the the Hawaii Long Term Care Association is an amazing group of uh, long-term care providers. These are a lot of the, the freestanding nursing homes uh, in the state, and, and you want to talk about a tough job. These guys do it day in and day out, um, and it's, it's, a, it, it's an amazing thing. I'm, I'm lucky enough to be one of the, the uh, kind of the members at large who's not actually a nursing home owner, but I get to sit in and, and hear the challenges that these people go through uh, whether it be financing, regulation, um, and, and all the, the, the things in between uh, that go with taking care of people day in and day out um, in a caring, loving way, uh, and, and it just doesn't stop. And that's, that's amazing to see. And the same thing, you know, with the Catholic Charities. I mean, these are the people that are really doing the work. Uh, that we're trying to make a difference for people getting to these people, people trying to find these services, uh, the people really doing the hard work 
or the people at these organizations, at the Catholic charities, at the nursing homes, at the home health care agencies uh, throughout you know the, the country. So how important do you think it is for someone who's in business or someone who is an entrepreneur to get involved with these boards? Because obviously people's time is, is scarce and a lot of excuses come up in terms of, you know, I cannot spend the time doing these things. How important do you think it is? Well, I, I, I'll be the first to say I wish I spent more time with these organizations. Um, there's a whole lot of people that spend a lot more time than I do with all of these organizations. Uh, but, I, but I think it's, it's important uh, for everyone to be engaged in, in your industry in, in whatever way you can. Uh, you know, I, I think that was uh, the one thing that, that I can see looking, looking back in, is that an awful lot of people uh, gave me their time uh, through many different parts of our business in these boards and out of these boards and just, you know, other business people and other human service people and legislators and government people that you're, you're not going to get there on your own. And it's, um, you know, it's amazing. Uh, people do want to reach out and help. Okay. Thank you so much, Kevin Sipneski, for joining us today on Greater Good Radio Hawaii. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii. This show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking.